1: Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to talk about tonight's NBA playoff action. We'll start with the Celtics and the Sixers. Been a line movement this morning already. The Celtics uh, were one and a half point favorites. Now they're two and a half point favorites. Uh, No juice either way. The total is at 214 and a half. Joe, as we look at this series that's tied at one game apiece, what stands out to you?
0: Uh, what stands out is how much of a gap we have because we have uh, the road team that's favored. That is the only situation where we have that of the four ongoing series. Uh, Celt- and, and it's jumping. And you're right, it's jumped across the board. There are two and a halfs everywhere. Wow. Um, okay. What, what stands out is, you know, we, we've gone back and forth a lot about whether or not Embiid should have been out there. But the fact is, he was. Now, what the Sixers are saying is, of course, publicly, they're, they're not going to state that he wasn't himself. Uh, they're saying with the yeah. tracking data that, you know, he was normal MB, that, you know, basically suggesting that it's people looking for something, that he's behind or he's not even close to 100%. Uh, game one, Harden was a superstar. In game two, it was a complete dud from Harden, a dud from Maxi. So you would think at home, celebrating his MVP award that we're going to get a much better version of Embiid even better than we saw the other day. And you know, he got a chance to get out there and maybe work through some stuff a little bit Had one day off Mm -hmm. in between. That's what stands out to me that we've got this short home dog and the line is moving in favor of Boston. I don't know about you guys, but but I'm thinking um, Sixers in the positive for game three.
2: Gosh, so I'm torn because I think in that first game without Embiid, the Celtics were just overlooking them a little bit. No Embiid, you know, and then they were like, all right, listen, we're going to show you what time it is now. We are the Celtics. (laughs) We're coming to play. Now, my thing with the Sixers is with Harden had a much bigger role offensively, and they were like, they played like a different team adjustments wise. Should he have a bigger role, you know, more of the offense go through hard in this time or more, maybe go back to what some of the things that were working for them? Embiid might be, what, 60%, 70%? I don't know. And maybe like Joe was saying, like that he needed to play to knock off some of that rust, get some conditioning in, and perhaps he'll be much better um, in this next one. But it seemed like what was working for them you know, with Harden, I, I mean, if they can fire up Harden to be even half as good as he was in that first one, I they need that
1: restart. James Harden, turn him off and then turn him back on again, and then everything will be just fine. Yeah. It's the old engineering trick. That's how you do it. AD, yeah. Joel and, Embiid's Joel and uh absence in Game One, I think, invited the Celtics to drive a good bit more. They shoot way, they shot way fewer threes in game one than they did in game two. When Embiid is out there, then the Celtics become more of a jump shooting team. And that's actually a good thing. Like, don't listen to what old man basketball fan is telling you. When the Celtics are shooting threes, (laughs) they are at their best. And when Embiid wasn't out there, then I think they thought they could still get high efficiency uh, shots through driving and doing things in the paint. And that's not really what they should have been doing. I think it was sort of game plan mismanagement, not having Embiid out there. But when they knew what to expect, and, and, you know, you hate to criticize too much. I mean, they still had a 65% effective field goal rate in game one so it wasn't like they were you know doing anything poorly but it really should have been you know a step higher so to me you know the way that this is going to work is they do need to make some more adjustments i think they need to guard the perimeter a good bit more do the sixers uh i don't necessarily think there are too many adjustments that Embiid needs to make i think defensively everyone else needs to step up a little bit more to guard the perimeter to to keep the celtics from having good three-point looks That, to me, is the adjustment that the Sixers need to make. And to be quite honest, Joe, I think that they can do it. I think they are capable of doing it. Now, where should this offense come from? Embiid is the obvious place to start, but Tyrese Maxey is another one uh, who could stand to to be a bigger contributor. And there are other guys, uh, you know, in the periphery we haven't talked about. Uh, You know, it's not like the Sixers have a depth problem, I don't think. And they do have the flexibility and perhaps even the creativity uh, to be able to take this game. And I think there is value on the Sixers' money line.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And, hmm, full game or early? Because they're also short dogs for first quarter, first half. Because mm-hmm. the, the full game's sitting now at two and a half. Um, I, I, yeah, man. Um, I'm expecting a better version of Embiid where we should get a full game out of Embiid and the prop hasn't changed much. A guy that averaged 33 points per game is sitting here for 25 and a half points because we, we have not seen it post uh, post time off maxi 20 and a half that jumps out to me. Yeah. I've considered Harden after an awful performance, but again, it's James Harden in the playoffs. You don't know what's going to happen. I, I if you do Harden props, I would look at some of these high variance things like we saw in game one, just where you can get great odds on something like a win in 40 points, that was 50-1 to one, uh, in game one. So that's something that I would do with him. What about the Embiid blocks? You know, most people with the naked eye thought maybe he's not 100%. Sixers disagreed. But he did get five blocks in that game. Of course, it's juice because they're probably expecting some action on it. But the number is one and a half blocks for Embiid. That's it? Yes. It's minus 140 area. But, like, how does he not get two blocks?
1: Even in a blowout loss, he had that. Yeah, Aaron.
0: Right. Right.
2: I don't know. I I think this is a Celtics spot, and I like that uh, Celtics minus one and a half is plus one twenty. I mean, they beat them by thirty four points in that last game. Maybe I'm crazy, but I kind of feel like this is done. Like the Celtics are just going to put them what? away now. Don't. I really do. All yeah.
1: Right.
2: I don't. Ed's <laughs> face. <End> <laughs> <I> did- <laughs>
0: Well, All it's a wrap. wrap. the Sixers It is sick the- of Mayo.
2: I have not been drinking this yet. This is true. <laughs> but I really do think the Celtics are just going to take off and it's over now. Like, they, they blew them out in the last game. And B, it's not 100%. You don't know what you're getting from Harden. I just think this is, is, is this
1: just hate, hating it. on P.J. Tucker because that didn't work out? Because I actually think that one adjustment <laughs> they can make is by by taking P.J. Tucker out of this. Like, they have things yeah. they can do. The you dude know, is a, basically
2: like a player's coach at this point. Like, get him off the court. Like, every time it, I it, see a cutaway, absolutely. he's like coaching the players. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: No, I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And, and that's why, like, there are adjustments um. the Sixers can make. I don't think, like, I, I don't think it's, you know, one of those Mike D'Antoni situations where you're like, oh, that's how we play, you know, we can't really do anything else. No, I, I think there's stuff that's available to them. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here because definitely you don't want to go down 2-1. Then you get into some real problems where you uh, kind of lose your creativity here. But as far as uh, props are concerned... um. The, Tobias Harris over fourteen and a half points at minus one thirty. Yeah, it's a lot of juice, but to me, it's going to be someone like that uh, who keeps the Sixers competitive. Sort of that, you know, third, fourth score, whomever it is, and it might be Harris. Would
0: you uh, prefer? Do you prefer Maxi or Harris? Or, uh, Tobias Harris. Maxi
1: hmm. twenty and a half. Maxi twenty and a half on BetMGM bet MGM at minus one fifteen, but. I mean, I hate to say it's a coin flip in terms of who would score more, and so I want the lower number, a uh, lower yeah. point number, I guess. Uh, that that might be where I am with that.
0: I have a tough time figuring out Celtics props. I don't know about you guys. Just night to night, I really I don't have much of a feel about which guys. Like the last game, we we figured they were going to come out, and it was more most likely going to be a blowout spot, but like it ends up being Brogdon. Who hit six threes and his numbers one and a half made threes? Uh, juice to the over, of course. But I, I do, they're one of, of the teams remaining. I really have a tough time landing on, on Celtics props. I, I think in this specific situation, going home for game number three, I do feel like the Sixers ones coming off that blowout loss are easier to figure out. And, and we know Embiid, and he's probably going to get much more run and much of what we saw in the regular season.
2: Yeah, I don't really have any interest in props in this game, but I do love the Celtics.
1: (laughs) Well, if you love the Celtics, uh, at minus one and a half for the series at plus 120, is that something that is uh, something you want to shoot on this Cinco de Mayo? Uh,
2: I don't know if that's enough. I mean, I I like Celtics minus one and a half plus 120. Oh, you mean for the series? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, for the series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I really do think, after what I saw in that last game, winning by 34 points, and I know Embiid's not 100%, but will he be? I have a hard time believing it.
1: Right. Playoff history suggests you're right there, and so that's that's part of it, for sure. I mean, there's Uh, a chance he could
2: re-injure. He could re-injure and not even finish the game. I, I, I just, I think the Sixers are done.
0: I like hmm. Sixers looks cool. in this game. Sixers early, uh Sixers win the game and it uh, you know and then I would take a look at Celtics. Because then you're going to get a better price. Cuz right now right now well for, I'm saying for the series, it's minus 250 uh Celtics. So Celtics go down 2-1 in the series, right? Um I mm-hmm. you're going to get a pretty good price there to come in on Boston. Because I, I don't think the Sixers win the series, but I think for game three, I would back Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. Like, definitely agree with you, Aaron, that the Celtics are winning this series. And even Celtics minus one and a half, you know, kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, plus 120, I don't the think terrible value. The plus 120 just
2: – Yeah, it's not really it, enough. I mean, you could find other ways to probably get some value than yeah, on that, but –
1: yeah, I'm with you there, because I think, you know, in a spot like this, the Sixers are probably in a good position for game three. Uh, but, you know, if it doesn't work out as far as that game is concerned, you know, betting that side, then OK, fine. You know, get creative with bets uh, sort of down the road. So there's that. Uh, how about we get started with uh, Nuggets and Suns here? Uh, Suns are four and a half point favorites. Total is 225 and a half but joe it's interesting because i mentioned before that there is value in a nugget sweep here and despite that four and a half point spread i'm still just as confident as ever uh that nugget sweep has value
0: and now chris paul's out
1: and now chris paul's I
0: was, out. yeah so this is an interesting spot uh, th- it's another one of those nba playoff spots that have been talked about for years uh, coming home, game three, down 0-2. For years and years, that was an old-school automatic. But I, I, I know where you're coming from there. And even with the Chris Paul injury, the Suns are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I
2: don't That doesn't get that seem right yet. to me. Oh, I
0: think it's just I think it's just people expecting that, that building to be crazy, season on the line. If you go down 3-0, they're staring at a sweep. I think that's all that is.
2: Then do Suns first quarter, Suns first half, but because the the Nuggets have come out slow. Um, And also, the other thing that I was thinking about is maybe like a first quarter, first half under, because the Suns will have to figure out how to play and how to adjust without Chris Paul, and that could take a little time for them to get going. As well, but back home, backs up against the wall, the crowd going crazy. Not sure how crazy Phoenix actually gets, but um, you know, if anything, Suns. But I think we're we're all in agreement that the Nuggets are winning this series, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. There, this there's... is a bad
2: matchup for the Suns. Aiton, he can't mm-hmm. do anything to Jokic. Like <laughs> he just can't. He, he can't do anything, anything to anybody. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: That, that's this the problem, is, the, is that DeAndre, he needs to be way more physical than he is, and he's not, and it's just not happening. And if it was going to happen, then it should have happened a long time ago, and it hasn't, Joe.
0: This is the only of the four series that I think is going to be a short one. The rest of them, we're staring at six, seven games. Knicks Heat, Warriors Lakers, Celtics Sixers, and then there's this one. I'm I'm at the point where I'm expecting it to be four or five games. I would not... Play Suns like that is not a consideration. Like, maybe. maybe I remember they're when everyone on. was
2: betting Suns? They were the favorite to come out of the West after the trade. Ha, ha, ha. Have fun with that.
0: Yeah,
1: the, <laughs> the the Nuggets are five to one to sweep this series. That's not bad. I like that value. Wow. Five to one. Even if it's five games, that's plus one ninety five to take
0: that booker's gonna I, go i, I don't walk. hate that either. i
2: like his over points and assist 38 and a half mm-hmm.
0: would, w- w- we'll continue game. on this game but for for the sweep yeah, would it be better to do money line tonight and roll it over
1: mm-hmm. maybe something mm. to that yeah, yeah. uh Yes, we will continue this uh, Nugget suns conversation uh, out on the other side of the break. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We'll talk Nuggets-Suns and maybe get into a little hockey as well right here on the BetQL Network.
0: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.